This episode is powered by Poddex. What time is it? I said, what time is it? It's episode time, motherfuckers. What up, what up, what up, ladies and gents, boys and girls, you are now tuned in to a brand new episode of Sports Way with Dre Day Podcast. I am your host with the most, the Hoods ESPN, Crystal Street's golden boy, Dre Day. What's up, what's up, what's up? This is episode 146. 146 has now arrived and... Before we get into this episode, obviously, you know what I mean? I got to do these pod decks, um, the pod decks cards where I take one out the deck and, you know, shuffle it up, ask a question. I take a card from the deck and I give my assessment on it, you know what I mean? So before we get into this episode, you know, let's get straight into that. Let's keep it simple. Let's keep it simple. All right. Here we go. Alright. Let's pick the card out the deck. Here we go. Here we go. Which living person do you most admire? Uh well, listen. Too many people. You know, too many people, whether it's, you know, family members or celebs that you, you know, look up to or whatnot, but, I mean, obviously, the safe answer, well, I'm, I'm, not, even, I'm not even gonna say, this, I'm not even gonna say the safe answer, I would say the most common sense answer, you know what I'm saying, as far as which living person do you most admire, obviously would have to be my mother, um, single mom, uh, well, She's single mother. I'm a single mother now, but I mean, back in the day, I mean, you know, married, you know, worked two jobs, still work two jobs to this day, um, to provide for her family, uh, her two sons, me and my twin brother, um, you know what I mean? Um, she's a go getter, you know what I mean? You know, I tell people all the time, like as far as, um. Yes, you know, I have a biological father. Um, we don't have the best relationship. Um, my dad, um, James McCray, me and him, we have a great relationship, you know. But mom's is where the heart is, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just like my mother, you know what I mean? I'm damn near her other twin. She she, she is my twin, my other twin. Um, we look alike, um... I'm not gonna say we act alike. Damn sure I got filthy miles alike. <laughs> but, you know, 
as far as yeah which living person do you most admire yeah obviously i'm going with mom dukes you know obviously you know when i as soon as i flipped the card and it said said what it said i already knew which answer i was going to you know what i mean but uh there you have it you know what i mean that's the card that was pulled out the deck from pod decks so again shout out to pod decks for you know making it interesting you know you know with these podcast questions or whatnot you know what i'm saying so let's get into the episode now um this episode here is just straight football um straight nfl talk you know my week four recap you know what i mean and of course the first thing i gotta speak on you know what i mean is my buccaneers you know i gotta speak on them first then the second segment i'll do you know my other weekly recaps that took place and then with the last segment you know, I'll give my offensive player of the week, my defensive player of the week, and then of course I'll do my game picks for week five. But for this segment here, you know what I'm saying? I gotta speak on the Buccaneers. Um we're starting to come along. Um we're now you know, we're you know, we're now three and one. Um we hold first place in the NFC South. Um I wanna say this though, man, like that game against the Chargers, man, like I definitely I liked how we started the game off. You know, I you know, I definitely enjoyed watching how we started off the game. Um first opening drive, Brady scored, you know, Brady throws a touchdown to Cameron Brace. So I'm like, oh wow. First drive, I right, yeah, 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 this is gonna be interesting. This is gonna be good. Um and then, you know, Justin Herbert, man, like listen. I wasn't too thrilled about him coming out the draft. I'm not even going to lie, you know. But he showed me something in this game, so I'm going to give him his props for that. You know what I'm saying? He threw a dagger, you know, to Tyron Johnson to rebuttal the touchdown pass that Brady threw. Um, Actually, he threw two I Actually, he threw... Two cannons. I believe he threw a 72-yard pass um, in the third quarter. He threw the 53-yard pass to Tyron Johnson. Homeboy got some guts. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know, homeboy got some props. You know, I know, you know, this is the fourth week. And, you know, obviously he got thrown in because of the whole Tyrod Taylor thing. But he, 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 he has shown me a lot within these four weeks. But again, this ain't about him. This is about my Buccaneers. This is the state of the Buccaneers. Um, again, I definitely enjoyed what I saw. Um, I am getting pissed off with Brady throwing these goddamn pick sixes, though. Um, like I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I honestly think he needs to stop throwing, you know, you know that pass going towards out of bounds because the two times that he's done it, especially on live television. It didn't pan out right, you know what I'm saying? And he's throwing it to the same guy. Maybe that's more. Maybe that's more of a reason on why he needs to stop throwing it. Because uh, Watson, you threw it to this dude twice, and both times you threw it to him, the defender took it to the house. You know what I mean? Uh, 
who was it? Um, what's Jack Rabbit from the Saints? He did it. Michael Davis from the Chargers took it to the house. So I think both times, I think both times, I think you don't need to be throwing that pass no more. And if you are gonna throw it, don't throw it to home. Don't don't, don't throw it to this Watson dude. Um, I am surprised that the Chargers defense. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna lie, our defense. Aside from the Saints game, I would say this was probably our worst game on the defensive side of the ball because, again, like those two bombs that, you know, Justin Herbert threw, our defense has been stellar so far this season. We usually don't even give up passes like that. So I was kind of surprised with that, but we held it together. Um, we did force a fumble. Um we, we 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 did force a fumble at the end of the second quarter, towards the end of the second quarter. And I think that's what pretty much gave got us back in the game because the Chargers had them a lead. They had them a good lead going into halftime. Um, if I'm not mistaken, they was up 24 to 7 going into halftime instead of just taking the knee. Because, again, you got a rookie quarterback. You know, take the knee, go to the locker room, feel good about yourself, then start the second half. Because, again, you get the ball coming out. You know, we don't get the ball. Y'all get the ball coming out. But, you know, Anthony Lynn wanted to get a little too carried away with himself. He tried to go out there, tried to make some extra shit happen. And Justin Herbert and I believe the running back, I don't know if it was Melvin. I mean, it wasn't Melvin. It definitely wasn't Melvin Gordon because Melvin Gordon is not with them no more. Whoever the running back was, mushed up the fumble, we recovered it, and then we wound up scoring before halftime. So all that momentum that they could have took into the locker room, they lost it, and it, and it came to us. And we didn't look back. You know what I'm saying? Brady was, like for all those people that said Brady was washed and it's time for him to retire, this game right here, he showed he still got a lot left in the tank. You know what I'm saying? Over 300 yards, five touchdowns, and all five of them was to different receivers. Um, I enjoyed it. Like, I, I definitely enjoyed what I watched. You know, of course, I went on social media and talked my shit because this was the type of game that I was waiting for from Brady. You know what I'm saying? Like this, like this was the game that I was waiting for anticipating and being that it was on national television i'm glad well it wasn't actually on national television. actually it was i believe the game was televised on cbs if i'm not mistaken so being that it was a live televised game i enjoyed it even more you know what i'm saying um i'll say this though as it pertains to the play calling for Football fans, at least with me, I can say this because I was a former Patriot fan. And now that Brady is in Tampa, I, I, I can see what they're doing within the playbook on the offensive side of the ball. For me, watching these plays, they're now instituting some of the plays that Brady was familiar with in New England. You know what I'm saying? Because, listen, you get you a run. Listen, playing with Brady, if you're a running back... You're gonna be able. You're gonna have to catch the ball. You know what I'm saying? Like you're gonna be able. You're gonna have to be able to catch the ball because you're not only gonna be running it, 
You're also going to be catching it. And you're also going to have to know how to block. And this Vaughn, this Vaughn dude, if he can stay healthy, which is an issue with us, which I'm going to speak on soon. If this Vaughn guy can stay healthy, I can see him being to Brady what Deion Lewis was to him in New England, what James White was to him in New England. That's the problem. Like, like, that's the issue with Tampa with all these running backs. You got Leonard Fournette, who was hurt, so he didn't play. Uh, you still got Jones. You got Shady McCoy, who I don't even think we need at this point. I think we should just release his ass, especially the way this Vaughn guy was playing. Um, Keyshawn Vaughn is his name. I like listen, I like I like his game. Um, I believe he I believe he caught a receiving touchdown from Brady. But again, if if, if he can stay healthy, he's gonna be a problem in that backfield for Brady. He is going to be a problem in the backfield. Um Mike Evans, this was probably probably his best game so far this season. He did get hurt in the first quarter, and he did manage to come back. The injury didn't look good. Um, we did lose O.J. Howard for the rest of the season with an Achilles injury. He did catch one of those touchdowns from Brady. Um who else? Who else caught a touchdown? I, I said Cameron Brake caught one. Scotty Miller, who, listen, big time, big time. He caught some nice passes from Brady. I actually think, if I'm not mistaken, one of them was a 44-yard pass. Uh, well, yeah, 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 44. For, for, a 44-yard pass. Mike Evans caught a close to 50-yard pass. Um, so for all those people out there that say, oh, Brady can't throw the long ball no more, yes, he can. He's not just deacon and dacking. He's throwing, like, he's throwing the long ball out there. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I think what's plagued us on offense is these injuries. You know, like I said, we lost O.J. Howard. You know, Mike Evans is still limping. So hopefully he'll be ready for Thursday against the Bears. Um, Chris Godwin is still out. I don't even. I mean, it's a hamstring injury, so I'm not even sure he's gonna play this game. And honestly, out of all the receivers, I thought him and Scotty Miller was the two that had the good rapport with Brady. But I'm liking what I'm seeing with 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 us right now. I truly, I truly do. I know I was critical on them last week when I was saying that how we got to start cooking on offense in the second half because for two of the three games, we scored most of our points in the first half and didn't do shit in the second half. This game, we did a lot in the second half, and I was very, very impressed with, with what I saw. So let's go. Let's keep up the good work. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's keep up the good work. We got, we, we got, we got a, I believe we got a full game lead on New Orleans for the division. They're going to be creeping all year long. You know, this division is for the taking. It's going to be either us or them. You know what I'm saying? So let's just, let, let's just call it what it is. And, uh, 
again, I'm I'm impressed with what I've seen. I, I'm I'm impressed with what I've seen, and let's see what happens. You know, go Bucks. <laughs> I know it's still crazy to say that shit, but I mean it is what it is, man. Goatman left New England. I go where he go. The loyalty is to him, and uh, you know, let's see what happens. You know, you know, you know. Let's see what happens this season. But right now, be three and one. You know the injury bug, the injury blood, the injury bug has plagued us, but you know we doing all right so far. So let's just keep it going. Let's just keep it going. But uh, it's a wrap for this segment, and uh, your boy is gonna take a quick break. And when I come back, we are going to get into my week three, well week four recap. You know what I mean? So this is your man Dre Day, Sportsway with Dre Day podcast. The Hoods ESPN. Um, this is episode 146. So when your boy gets back, we're going to get into the week four recap. Holla at your boy. What up, what up, what up? Your boy is back. Sports with Dre Day podcast. The Hoods ESPN. Crystal Streets Golden Boy. Um, Again, this is episode 146. And now it's time to do my week four recap. Now, the unfortunate thing about this is, I think for the first three weeks, if I'm not mistaken, or probably two weeks, I was able to have a co-host on here with me to do the the weekly recap. Cause I like having that rapport with somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Like I, you know, I, I you know, I enjoy, you know, having that rapport with my co-host but on this one obviously you know i'm gonna have to I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to ride solo on this one and uh hey it is what it is you know what i'm saying but yeah let's get into the week four recap i'm not gonna do all the games you know i'm gonna speak on some of them but one of the games i'm gonna speak on you know i gotta speak on how the cowboys lost um but i will say this i did pick them to win I did pick them to win, but hey, a Cowboys loss puts me in a great mood. Even though I picked them to win, it helps my weekly pick, but I wouldn't be mad if they lost. You know what I'm saying? And listen, they got their ass handed to them by Cleveland. I don't care what the score says, 49-38. That shit means nothing to me because there were a time where they was getting their asses handed to them. You know, there was one time I think it was like 41 to 14. And then of course, you know, you know, Cleveland took the, you know, took their foot off the gas and then the Cowboys wound up making their comeback. But I will say this though. And Maddie Matt, my my SLA network brother, I'm quite sure he'll appreciate this if he hears this. If you go back to my most recent episode, my previous episode, I said the key to this game would have to be running the football. And what did Cleveland do? 40 rushing attempts in total, 307 yards on the ground. Baker Mayfield pretty much through for what? 165 yards? You know what I mean? 
run the football. Run the goddamn football. Don't let Baker be out there trying to be a hero because that ain't going to work for you. Run the football, whether it's trick plays or whatever the case may be. Listen, Odell Beckham had one hell of a, he had one hell of a rushing touchdown. And that Cowboys defense is just horrific, like pathetic. You know what I mean? Like, listen, I know people was glossing over Mike McCarthy being the new head coach for the Cowboys. But I'm not seeing anything different from what Jason Garrett was when he was the Cowboys court when, when he was the Cowboys head coach. That defense just looks bad. They really need to go out there and try to get Earl Thomas. They really do. Will it help? From an emotional standpoint, from a toughness standpoint, probably so. But something gotta give because that defense is horrible. You got a lot of dudes on that defense that get paid serious money and they ain't doing nothing. Nothing. Not a damn thing at all. But yeah, give props to Cleveland because, f- listen, for years they've been the laughing stock in the NFL. And right now, I don't want to jinx them. Let's knock on wood. Right now, they're 3-1. and one. Um, I believe they're tied for second place for the division because Pittsburgh is undefeated even though they didn't play this past weekend, but they're still 3-0. I'm liking what I'm seeing from this Cleveland team. I'm not even going to lie to you. The recipe to them is running the football. It's that simple. Run the football. Do not, I repeat, do not try to make Baker Mayfield something that he's not. Run the ball. Now, I know they lost Nick Chubb. So he's going to be out for a while. But you still got Kareem Hunt. Shit, throw some trick plays. Throw some trick plays with Odell and have him run. You know, have him run in the backfield. Um, Jarvis Landry threw one hell of a touchdown pass to Odell Beckham. And salute to Jarvis because he a lefty, man. He threw like he, he, threw a can, he, he threw a cannon to Odell, man. You know what I'm saying? But congrats to Cleveland. If you are a Cleveland Browns fan right now, you should feel real good about yourself. You you, you should really feel good about yourself. So, Matty Matt, listen, talk your shit. Because right now, it's okay right now to be a Cleveland Browns fan. Now, for you Cowboy fans, on the other hand, y'all got something to be concerned with. Y'all really got something to be worried about because all this hype revolved around y'all ain't looking too good right now. It ain't, you know, it's not looking too good. I like Dak as a quarterback, but for some reason, when the games is close, he don't really do much, at least this season. It's only when y'all getting your ass kicked. It's only when y'all getting your asses handed to you and you got to catch up. Now he wants to have these close to her, have these close to heroic performances. It's not going to work that way, man. You got to be able to do this games even when it's close, when it's tight-knit. You know what I mean? But listen, man. Again, a Cowboys loss puts me in a great mood nonetheless. You know what I'm saying? Um, What other game was it that was 
worth talking about. Oh, the Patriots and the Chiefs. Listen, if you were living under a rock, Cam didn't play. You know, he te- you know he had tested positive for COVID-19, so obviously he didn't play. I think if Cam would have played, New England might have had a chance to pull an upset against Kansas City because Kansas City wasn't even at their best. And obviously having Brian Hoyer out there for New England didn't help because the first half, I mean, the first half, it was more so... It was a def- like it, 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 like for it, it was a defensive game for anything, you know. With the first, you know, in the first half, the score was six three, going to halftime. Worst case, New England could have had a field goal before halftime and tied the game up. But Brian Hoyer, he wanted to reenact Cam and try to scramble and this that and the third get sacked. You take yourself out of field goal range. And you get sacked and the clock runs out. So now the score is 6-3 going into halftime. And then right after that is where Kansas City just started going bonkers, you know, you know, with touchdowns and whatnot. Um, Honey Badger um, ran a pick six back. Um, listen, I think if Cam would have played... I think New England might have pulled the upset. That's my story. I'm sticking with it. I believe Cam has done enough this season so far to where I think he could have went to Arrowhead and pulled the upset. Because, again, the Chiefs wasn't even at their best. They wasn't. They wasn't at their best. So I think think if Cam would have played... They probably would have got the upset. But get well soon to Cam. Um, I mean, I don't know if he's going to play this upcoming week. But nonetheless, get well soon, Cam. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 like get, get well soon. Um, what other game was it? What other game I think I could speak on that was wor- that, 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 that's even worth speaking on? Because that game was the game of the week. Um, damn, what other game? What other game? What other game? I think that's the only one that's worth talking about. You know, some of these other games, you know, they just was just games that that I could just pick. It wasn't nothing to really speak about with these games. I think I, th- I think the, I think that was the only game for the most part. Um, yeah, that's it. You know what I mean? So. Since there's nothing else to really speak on, I'm going to take one more break. And when your boy gets back, we're going to get into my week five game picks. And we're going to do my offensive player of the week and my defensive player of the week. So, again, this is your man, Dre Day, Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast, The Hoods ESPN, Crystal Street's Golden Boy. And when your boy gets back, we're going to get straight into that. I'll let your boy. Don't go anywhere. The boy will be right back. Holla. What up, what up, what up? Your boy is back. 
episode 146, Sports Way with Dre Day Podcast. And now this segment here is Dre Day's Offensive and Defensive Player of the Week Awards. Now, my Offensive Player of the Week, listen, I'm not even going to lie. I so wanted to give it to Goatman. I so wanted to give it to Tom Brady. For him to be 43 years old, throw that many touchdown passes. I believe he's the oldest player in history to have that many touchdown passes in a game. I so wanted to give it to him. But y'all know how this goes. I got to be objective. I got to be fair. If I do this for him, then somebody else would expect me to do it for them. Tom Brady threw an interception. And not only did he throw an interception, it was a pick six. So I got to penalize him. I so have got to penalize him. And it hurts. It definitely hurts. Because I so wanted to give it to him. I wanted to go with... Let's see. I wanted to go with Aaron Rodgers. And not for nothing, he was going to be my choice. He like like I'm I'm saying it now. He was going I'm saying it now. He was going to be my choice. He was definitely going to be my choice for offensive player of the week. But then I said to myself, it was against the Falcons. You know what I'm saying? It, you know what I'm saying? It was it was against the Falcons, so I gotta be objective. You know what I'm saying? It was against the Falcons, so even though it looks good on paper, and then on top of that, 13 touchdowns, no interceptions so far this season. Listen, I know Aunt Russell Wilson might be the front runner for MVP right now. Aaron Rodgers is right there in that rearview mirror, waiting for him to start fucking up. For him to start getting in the hunt. But I'm going to throw a curveball with this one. My offensive player of the week. Matty Matt. This one's for you. My offensive player of the week. Would have to come from your Cleveland Browns. And I'm going to go with Odell Beckham Jr. As my offensive player of the week. One rushing touchdown, that long rushing touchdown where the Cowboys' defense was allergic to even tackling him. That's one touchdown. And he caught two touchdown passes. Two, two receiving touchdowns, okay? 73 yards on the ground, even though it was only two yards, even though it was only two rushes, but that means something. 81 receiving yards, so he had 154 yards in total from scrimmage and three touchdowns. So off that, I got to give Odell Beckham my Offensive Player of the Week. So Odell, I know I've been hard on you for a few years now. But for this week, this week, you, my friend, are Dre Day's Week 4 Offensive Player of the 
week. There you have it. Now, my defensive player of the week. It was a toss-up between two players from the Kansas City Chiefs. It was a toss-up between Honey Badger and it was a toss-up between Juan Thornhill. Thornhill had six tackles and he had an interception. Honey Badger had four tackles and an interception. But Honey Badger was a pick six. He took it to the house. So off that, I got to give it to him. Because he caught an interception. I mean, I mean, Julia Edelman had the pass in his hand. And Honey Badger was right there to take it and run into the house. But a pick six is a pick six. If it's an interception and you take it back to the house, it's a pick six. So off that alone, I'm going to give Honey Badger, Dre Days, week four, defensive player of the week. There you have it. So... Odell Beckham Jr. is my offensive player of the week for week four. And Honey Badger from the Chiefs is my defensive player of the week for week four. Now, let's get into week five. Let's get into these picks for week five. But before I do that, let me let it be known. I was 12 and three. With my picks for last week. 12 and 3. It's not bad. It's not bad. I mean, the Bears let me down. You know, losing to the Colts. Listen, the Colts is, is a sleeper right now. Nobody's really talking about them. But the Colts is, co- is looking is being slept on. I picked the 49ers to beat the Eagles. Which I might have made a mistake with that. Um, what was my other loss? Oh, my other loss was the Cowboys losing. But again, I'm okay with that. You know what I'm saying? I'll take that. Take that, take that, take that. I'll take that. But uh, let's get into the picks for week five. Let's go. Let's get it. Thursday night football. My Bucks against the Chicago Bears. Uh, Nick Foles is now the quarterback for the Bears. I'm not going to lie to you. That's why I picked them to beat the Colts. And obviously I was wrong. Goatman comes to town. So obviously, I mean, do y'all really think I'm going against my Bucks? Come on now. So I got the Bucks to take out the Chicago Bears. There you have it. Now let's get into the Sunday games. We got the Panthers and we got the Falcons. Don't look at the records. Please don't. Just look at the rivalry. I don't care if it's 0-15 against 15-0. If you're in the same division, you don't sleep on that team. Because you play them twice a year. They know you too well. So with this game here, this game is a sleeper. But you know what? The Falcons have not done nothing 
to make me think that they would actually get a win against the Carolina Panthers. They haven't shown me anything. So off that, I'm going to go with the Carolina Panthers. I so want to make this my upset pick, but then again, like I said, they haven't shown me anything. They haven't shown me a damn thing to convince me that they could pull an upset. So I'm going with the Carolina Panthers. Next game, we got the Bills and the Titans. Now, remember, the Titans didn't play last week, you know, because of the whole, you know, COVID. So they didn't play the Pittsburgh Steelers, the battle with the undefeateds. But actually, this game is a battle with the undefeateds, too, because they're playing Bills Mafia. Listen, Buffalo is looking very, very good. And Josh Allen is playing amazing. Stephon Diggs is doing his thing. He didn't even lose a beat since leaving Minnesota. This game is a tough one. I'm not even going to lie to you. This, like, this, 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 this is a tough one. But if I had to pick... This is a tough one, man. Jesus. This is a tough one. Damn. You know what? I am going to go with... I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Tennessee because they're at home. No, you know what? I'm going with Buffalo. I like that defense. I like that Buffalo Bills defense. So I'm going to go with the Bills. Okay, there you have it. Next, we got the Raiders. The Raiders. Against the Chiefs. Obviously, I'm going with the Chiefs. I don't expect Patrick Mahomes... To have an average, to have two average back-to-back home games. I don't see that happening. Cardinals and Jets. Cardinals. The Jets are a complete disaster right now. They should be ashamed of themselves. They shouldn't even step on the football field. And I think we can all agree that I think this is Adam Gates' last season as the Jets head coach. I can definitely see his ass getting fired once this season is over. Eagles, Steelers. Carson Wentz played decent against the Niners. But he's going up against that Pittsburgh defense. Who has improved this season. I'm going with the Steelers. I'm going with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm liking what I've seen out of Ben Roethlisberger in his comeback year. So, I mean, comeback play of the year might be interesting. I think it might be a toss-up between uh, Ben Roethlisberger and Cam Newton. I think think that's going to be the toss-up, in my honest opinion. But I got the Eagles winning this game. Rams in Washington. Rams. What we got next? 
Jaguars and Texans. Do I trust the Texans to get their first win of the season now since they fired, what's his name, Bill O'Brien, I think his name is? Do I trust the Texans to get this dub? <sighs> you know what? This is going to be my upset pick. I'm going with the Houston Texans to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm picking them for the upset on their home field. I think they'll be rejuvenated, being that Bill O'Brien is gone. Romeo Cornell will be the interim coach who's well-respected within the league. I'm sure these guys will play hard for him. You know what? I'm going with the Houston Texans to get the upset victory over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Ravens, Bengals, Ravens. I like Joe Burrow, and I'm glad I picked the Bengals to get their first win of the season last week. But I will not be picking them against the Baltimore Ravens. Nah, that just ain't happening. Dolphins, 49ers. I'm going to go with the Niners. Listen, man. If Fitzpatrick has another bad game, can they just put two in now, please? Fitzpatrick has more interceptions this season than he does touchdown passes. When are they going to quit the bullshit and put two in? But not for nothing. A lot of football analysts and football aficionados, I believe they did say that they see Tua playing after the sixth or seventh week where we're close to it. So if the Dolphins continue having this losing record, just put Tua in, man. Just put the young boy in. All right, let's see. You pretty much ain't got nothing to lose at this point. But yeah, I'm going with the 49ers to pick. I'm, I'm picking the 49ers for this game to beat the Dolphins. Next, we got the Indianapolis Colts and the Cleveland Browns. This game is a sleeper. Listen, Maddie Matt, if you're listening. You truly going to love your bro for this. I think this is probably the second week that I'm going to pick Cleveland. I like what I saw, what they did with Dallas. And I like how they've played at home. So off that alone, being that they're at home, I'm going to pick Cleveland. Again, I like what I'm seeing out of the Colts. Phillip Rivers is just Phillip Rivers. I mean, he's playing average. He's not doing nothing off the wall. Four touchdowns, three interceptions. But the coach all winning, and that's what you want. The object of the game is to win. And in four games, they've been 3-1, and one, so no knock to them. But I'm going with the Cleveland Browns, okay? There you have it. Ah, <sighs> This game. 
This is probably the weakest division in football, NFC East. Jason Garrett makes his return to Dallas as the offensive coordinator for the Giants. Giants, Cowboys. Listen, the Giants are just pathetic. They are abysmal. Cowboys defense, they're just horrible. They just they just stink. But even with that stink defense, I'm going to pick them to beat the Giants. Because the Giants, I mean, Lord have mercy, man. These, these guys are pathetic. That whole division is pathetic. Okay. Broncos. Patriots, look, I don't know if Cam's going to be there. But even with Cam not being there, whether it's Stid or Brian Hoyer, that should be enough to take out the Denver Broncos. So I'm going to take the New England Patriots to get that dub. Sunday night football, Vikings, Seahawks, Seahawks. I'm surprised I picked the Vikings this past weekend, and I got it right. Because I believe the other weeks I picked them, the bastards lost. But this go-round, they, they got it right. I won't be picking y'all two weeks in a row. Because not against Seattle. Russell Wilson going to light y'all up. Okay, and now Monday Night Football. Chargers, Saints. I like what I saw out of the Saints against Detroit. They didn't look too good at first, but of course, you know, I wouldn't say halftime adjustments because they actually made the adjustments before halftime. Listen, New Orleans is playing in that dome. So being that they're in that dome, I'm going to pick the New Orleans Saints to beat the Los Angeles Chargers. There you have it. I believe Green Bay is off this week. Uh, I'm trying to think what other team is off. I know Green I know Green Bay is off, so they ain't got to worry about no games. But... There you have it. Those are my picks for week five. I got the Bucks, Panthers, Bills, Chiefs, Cardinals, Steelers, Rams, Texans, Ravens, Niners, Browns, Cowboys, Patriots, Seahawks, Saints. There you have it. Um, hold up. Before I go, before I go, before I go. I would be a total fool if I didn't congrat if I didn't give congrats to the Seattle Storm for winning their fourth WNBA championship. Now my bro, now my bro Guru was on here last week. And he said that he was going to pick the Aces to win the championship and I was with him. Now even though he was joking about them sweeping the Storm See what happens when you talk smack, even though it was a joke. 
Seattle heard this and they said, oh, yeah, sweep. Well, sweep this. And that's exactly what Seattle did. They swept the Las Vegas Aces. Brianna Stewart won her second finals MVP. Sue Bird wins her fourth WNBA title. Um, I believe she set a record the first game in the finals for most assists in a finals game. So respect to Sue Bird. I've always loved Sue Bird. You know, she's my favorite point guard of all time. Brianna Stewart is the future of the league. Um, if I had to say my top three players in the league right now, obviously Candace is one. I would say Asia Wilson is two. And then I would say Brianna Stewart is three. Hell, you could even make a case that they can go back and forth with two and three. You know what I'm saying? But I'm definitely I I I I I'm definitely a fan of hers. I do love and respect Seattle. And I think it was only right that the finals was between these two teams because these were the two teams that were the best in the WNBA all season long. They was going neck and neck for first place damn near all, all season, even though it was a short season. But kudos to both teams. Kudos to the whole WNBA and, you know, them taking the stands for Black Lives Matter, continuing to say her name, which is Breonna Taylor, and... Just salute to the WNBA and uh, can't wait to see what happens next year. Can't wait to see what happens next year. But uh, it's a wrap for this episode. Uh, your boy's got to go. Listen, me working my hours at work, I have to come home late at night to record these episodes. So your boy is tired. I don't want to be on this that long, that much longer. So I want to have my little bedtime snack, which would be my milk and cookies, and then, you know, hit the sack. So again, thank you to everyone who has been supporting the podcast. Um, you could definitely check me out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Podbean, uh, Radio Public, Stitcher. You can also download the Anchor app. And now, the podcast is now streaming on Amazon Music. Um, I got the email from them last week um, saying that, you know, Sportsway with Dre Day podcast is now streaming on Amazon Music. So now you can go there to listen to the podcast, hit the follow button, um, and there you have it. You know what I'm saying? Um, again, I still, I, I still have merch. I still have some shirts. Um, I have medium, large, extra large. So if you're interested in some merch to support the podcast, um, I still have some, I still have some wristbands left too. Um, the shirts are $25. The wristbands is $5. So if you're interested in some merch to support the podcast, just hit me up in the DM, um, on Instagram, Dre Day1985 or the podcast page, Sportswear with Dre Day podcast um again thank you to everyone for your support man just thank you thank you thank you and uh in closing you know how this goes this has been another episode of sportsway with dre day podcast episode 146 is over god bless peace and love stay safe be safe your boy is out of here peace